risen. He's alive. Amen. Wow, that's shown material. That's, this is what we live for, isn't it? Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Lord. Amen. Without the, his resurrection, we have no song to sing. We have no hallelujah to shout. We have no hope of eternity to embrace. But praise God, our Lord and our Savior Jesus has paved the way for us to have life and to have it eternally. To have life in its fullness. Amen. Jesus said, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and death. In 1 Corinthians 15, 20, it says, But now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And that means those who have died. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 and 57 through 57, it says, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Come on, you guys. Is that up on the screen? I can't tell. It's not. But if you know it, say it with me. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us victory through his son Jesus Christ. That's amazing. We demonstrated his victory here today. The Lord allowed us, his spirit allowed us to, to, to break loose and listen. Those of you who receive prayer, keep on thanking God for your healing. Keep on thanking God for your deliverance. Keep on thanking God for the resurrection power that's inside of each and every one of us and those that we prayed for. Glory to God. We live in him. It's in Christ that we live and move and have our being. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. What does the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean to you today? I hope it's more than just Easter bunnies and jelly beans and ham. I hope we have ham today. <laughs> in Isaiah uh, 43, verse 18, the prophet said this, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He'll make a road in the wilderness when you don't know where to go. You don't know which direction to go. You don't know how to pray. You don't know what you should do. The Lord, all of a sudden, he makes a road before you in the midst of that. Even in the most arid dryness of your life where you feel like God's just left then nothing's working in your life. Your boss is on you. Your spouse is on you. Your kids are acting up. The dog's even doing things in your house that you wish it wasn't doing. <laughs> I know I got two puppies. I'm still training. Please pray for us. Pray I don't lose my salvation over this. But he will even, he will even provide a way in the desert, a road. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ lives. And he wants us to experience a brand new day now. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus lives. And because he lives, it's time for you to live a brand new life. 
We're in a new season. I've been telling you that for months. I've been telling that for to years. For years, we're in a new season now. We've, we've transitioned over from the old still, oh, I hope this happens. Someday, maybe I'll get my healing. Someday, maybe that miracle will come. Someday, someday. How many of you know if you keep on saying someday, that, that day never comes? But you have to know that right now, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for your breakthrough. Today is the day. He's doing a new thing. Shall you not know it? The resurrection story found in Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12, says this. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were uh, greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid, uh, then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, the angels said to the, the, the women, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Again, I want to tell you something. He's not dead. God's not dead. God's not dead. Things around you might be dead, but God's not dead. He's alive. Amen. Verses 9 through 12. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed marveling to himself at what had happened. There are two different responses to the story of the resurrection. The first is, to some, it seems just like idle tales. It seems nonsense. The message of the cross seems foolishness and nonsense. The resurrection of Jesus even seems even that more foolish to those who do not have a revelation of the love of God. But to others... And I pray, and I know it's everyone in this place. They'll respond like Peter. And they'll run towards Christ. How many of you have been Christians for one year? Raise your hand. How many have been Christians for 10 years? 15 years? 20 years? 30 years? 40 years? Come on. Is a res resurrection story foolishness? Are you still alive today? Yes. As you were the very first day you asked Jesus into your heart. Yes. Don't let the devil condition you into thinking that this is foolishness. That this is a waste of time. And what I heard today as we were praying for people, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, you need to break off that root of rejection in people here today. Because the root of rejection says, 
Well, it works for everybody else, but the gospel doesn't work for me. I can believe for other people to receive their healing, but I'm in a hard time receiving it for myself. Can I tell you that is a bold-faced lie of the enemy? God loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for you. It's been said many times by many well-known evangelists and preachers. If you were the only one that needed a savior, Jesus would have came just for you. The Bible says that every one of our, every one of our hairs on the top of our head, he has numbered. And for those of us that are losing our hair, Pat, come on. I'm sure for most people that would be a challenge, but not for God. Every time we weep because of sadness, because something hasn't gone on in our lives, when we've come under uh, great tribulation or persecution, whatever the case may be, and we're disappointed to the point where tears come down our cheeks, do you realize at that moment God has a, a bottle with your name on it, and every one of those tears is dropping into that bottle? It's stored up in heaven with your name on it. He who never slumbers or sleeps is always thinking about you. You are the apple of his eye. His eyes are set on you. And the Bible says that his eyes roam to and fro across the whole earth to show himself faithful or show himself mightily unto those whose hearts are loyal towards him. Two responses. You can look at this resurrection story as just foolishness just an idle tale, just a fairy tale. And it might work for some pe people, and it's a good story, and you know, we get to dress up, and we get to have breakfast, and we, you know, we get to do all kinds of fun things on Easter. But no, truly, are you like Peter that will press into Christ like never before? Even when you can't see him, like Peter didn't see him physically that day. It takes more faith to believe in something you can't see than to something that is right before you. But again, the definition of faith, as we know, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you can see it, you don't need faith. But can I tell you something? You need to have supernatural sight to see it, to believe it. You need to know deep in your heart that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. That there's no other way in which you can come to, him, to the Father except through Jesus. The only way you're going to get your healing is through Jesus. The only way you're going to get your prosperity is through Jesus. The only way you're going to get your deliverance is through Jesus. You understand? The only way that we can have eternal life is through the person of Jesus Christ. There is no other way. And as I shared with you on Good Friday... To be a disciple of Jesus, you must deny yourself, you must take up your cross, and you must follow after him, those three things. You must deny yourself. That's a hard thing to deny yourself. Every time those negative thoughts come that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, saying that, well, this isn't for you. You're never going to get your healing. You're never going to get your deliverance. You're never going to see anything. It will work for other people, but it's not going to work for you. That is a lie of the devil. You need to cast it down. And keep pressing into Jesus. 
Keep pressing into Jesus. Keep pressing into Jesus. Even if it seems like that thing that you're believing for goes farther and farther away from you. Even though with every pain that's in your body that's saying you're not healed, let me tell you something. You have to deny yourself. You need to deny that pain and say no. Because sin shall not have dominion over me. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Jesus has defeated sin. There are those that are caught in the snare of the enemy and are in a prison of addiction of, what, of many different sorts. And they get into that state where they can't see anything but that prison that they've fallen into, that trap of the enemy. But can I tell you something? With Christ, you can break out of that thing. In Christ, you can be set free. John the Baptist said, I, the Lord must increase and I must decrease. When the Lord increases in our life, then those things that held, hold us down, they will soon just go away. So today we're going to deal with that rejection and I'm going to be done. I told you it was going to be quick. I didn't even read the whole Easter story. I had a whole lot of stuff I was going to share with you today. But you know what? We're going to take care of this, and then I'm going to send you home. I'm going to send you home skipping and rejoicing because the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is ministering to you. Too many of you have been held, cap held in captivity by the lie of the enemy, and it's, today is the day to be set free from that. So I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to lift your hands toward Jesus. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me from your heart. Those watching by way of the internet, you too repeat this prayer from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I recognize that you are Lord. That there's no other way that I can walk in the complete salvation that you've given me through your son, Jesus Christ. Forgive me, Lord, of all of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, of all of my transgressions. Forgive me, Lord, for all of my iniquities, for working iniquity. Forgive me, Lord. Have mercy upon my soul. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against you. You run of rejection. I renounce you. And I command you in the name of Jesus to be uprooted out of my heart. Out of the spirit of my mind, out of my emotions, right now, in Jesus' name. Now put your hands on your head. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you've given me the mind of Christ. That means my mind is anointed. I thank you, God, that you, you're reestablishing 
a whole new mindset inside of me. I will think only your thoughts. I will stand on your word and allow your word to have its perfect way in me. Now put your hand on your heart. Father, I thank you that your love has been shed abroad in my heart by your Holy Spirit. Lift your hands towards the Lord and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, baptize me in your love afresh and anew like I've never known before. I receive your love. I receive your love. I receive your love right now. Let me just pray over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for this fresh baptism. I thank you for each one of these lovely sheep, Lord, each one of your children, my God. I know that you have a destiny for each one that's far greater than any of us can think or imagine. And Lord, I pray, I pray that everything and anything that would hinder anyone from walking in the fullness of their destiny in Christ would just be removed now and not get in the way. In the name of Jesus, I bless them. I bless them. I bless them. May the resurrection life and your power just resonate through every part of their being now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.